0: welcome to another edition of the trn server podcast i am philip schmitz or in the xbox world boy 88 and after a sunday of racing where we saw the f1 race at Jeddah this morning or actually around lunchtime uh which is weird to have a race like that at night uh the tremendous duel between charles leclerc and max verstappen and the cup race that just ended at coda in austin with ross hastane getting his first career win in the cup series he had uh, let's just say moved someone out of the way to do it plus we have a announcement when it pertains to breakout racing league and a new series a new league uh that will be this week and here to talk about it is zach the beast zach um just talk about today in racing with the f1 race and now the nascar race being completed
1: well, yeah, the F1 side of things, I was waking up, so I don't remember particularly much of it. But from what I can remember, um, it was a very dramatic. I wouldn't say, well, it was quite the duel between Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen. The safety cars and incidents and all that. I think it's three percent definitely better than the last one we had in twenty twenty one. But I think, uh, once again, the new gen of F1 and the NASCAR is proving to be great. And on the NASCAR side, uh it was a very good race. I enjoyed it a lot, considering how close drivers could be to each other and all the passing opportunities compared to F1 Dakota.
0: Yeah, it seems like, I don't know why, perhaps maybe it was the second race of the year for the Formula 1 season and not second race to the last, like it was last year with Lewis and Max versus what we saw today of Charles and Max. Or maybe it's just Charles is the one facing Max and not Lewis, but it just seemed like there was a different element it wasn't as tense uh tension was lower uh and you know max and charles they kind of sort of liked the racing with each other but then again it's early days in the championship. and then on the nascar side i mean these guys can kind of beat and bang more than they could in the previous car um (laughs) if they did this race last year Mm um we're probably seeing 10 flat tires 10 cut tires and etc and I don't think we saw many tire failures. We saw a wheel fall off, literally. (laughs) So um, someone's going to get suspended for four weeks uh, at the 23XI team with Bubba Wallace. Um, We're going to get to also the breakout racing stuff. But before we do that, we're going to hear an ad from our podcast partner and anchor. And we're back. And joining me is Zach and... He's been racing in NASCAR Heat for the last two years that I've known him and different sort of leagues the NRLA League, uh, the Reaper League, and the ANRL. And you've been working on something with Breakout League. Um, discuss about it a little bit.
1: Well, it came, I, was, I said it at first as a joke, but when the owner of the league asked me about it, if I want to do it, I asked that they're like, sure. And with the help with the likes of Castro and Ron and all those people we were able to get it up and running the season hasn't started yet but uh, it's looking to be at tuesday 8 p.m eastern time and the drivers i would want it was was around 15 16 people but that's exactly where we are right now according to the sign-up sheet so i'm very excited to see what this nascar nascar division can do can do
0: Yeah, Breakout Racing League, they've done F1 eSports for uh, quite some time. They just finished Season 7. They do ACC, and they still do that. And we'll talk about the F1 stuff a little bit later. What uh, series do you want the NASCAR League to be in? Uh, Is it going to be Cup, Xfinity, or uh, Trucks, or maybe a little bit of two series? What you got? Uh,
1: That hasn't been discussed yet, I think. If I'm the coordinator, I would uh, rather it be a vote, but I think it would be up to the owners to see what series it would be. But if I if I had a preference, I'd prefer the Xfinity cars, but it could be Cup more than likely.
0: Yeah, um, if I had to vote, I would vote Xfinity, but I could see the appeal of doing Cup with uh, it being bigger teams, you know, Cup drivers and ones being attached to those. Um, how many races, give or take, do you think?
1: Um, we have the schedule already planned, so it's going to be 24.
0: 24. Uh, championship format? Uh,
1: uh, I think it's the 2012 format, five points. Haven't been received like the official word, but that's what I've heard it would be.
0: So... 2012 season, we'll probably have how many people for their championship? Or at least for the playoffs, excuse me. Uh, how many drivers are going to be in that?
1: Well, considering that we have 16 drivers, it would probably be 10, probably. Something like that.
0: Kind of similar to what the NRLA was when we did that, right?
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Okay. And you already said the time, which would be Tuesday 8, that Eastern or – Right? Yeah, Eastern. Eight, 8 Eastern. Do you have a potential date of when the league will actually start?
1: It, uh, it should. If I had to guess, it should start up around when F1 does. and F1 starts up in two weeks from now. Technically, one week since Sunday is a new day for a week. So in technically one week, F1 and F one should start up. So I, I would expect NASCAR to start up, start up okay. around there.
0: Okay. And what are the requirements for one to join the Breakout Racing League for their NASCAR division or even their F1 division?
1: Um you I would say for NASCAR division, you honestly we have no expectations as of yet and unless like someone like me or Catcher have raced with somebody before and then we would have somewhat of a picture to know what they would be like. And we already had some drivers that are that have approached or asked to join, and then Catra and Skeppy, which is the owner, just said no. Ah, uh,
0: so it's going to be sort of. We'll probably do tryouts and etc. Get a feel of okay if this person's going to be good or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We do that kind of sort of in the Reaper League. Trust me, that system works. Um, it, it being the fact that you've been in that league as well, um. For the F1 side of things, uh, kind of the same things. Sign up for uh, Breakout Racing League, and you can do your time trials. You have to do them at Portimao, and you have to do them at Brazil in the equal Mercedes. And when you're done logging your laps, you need to take a screenshot of your times and keep that with your sign-up sheet. You also need to list any assists that you use to do it, Uh, ABS, racing line. The most is medium traction, correct, or or are we allowing full?
1: Uh, I think it would be medium traction for all tiers, Um, except until when you get the higher-up ones. That's when they start canceling assists out.
0: Right, and we're actually looking to expand to five tiers. Uh, We'll see if that actually becomes a thing. But that's it, pretty much. Uh, and in the Equal Mercedes, you can use your own setup, make a setup, copy a setup, um, whatever you need to do to log your laps. Go ahead and do as such, and hopefully we'll see you all around. Um, I don't know what tier I'm going to be in. Probably tier five. <laughs> we'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go from being on one side of the wall to being on both sides, and uh I don't know. Uh, I'm not looking forward to Port have I, I, I struggle there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know who said to put that there on the sign up sheet. I'm like, oh. Mm. But enough of the uh, esports stuff, as that will be in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, let's talk about the world racing stuff. Uh, F1 was at Jeddah this weekend, uh, Perez got pole position. Ironically, on the same weekend where he made his debut back in 2011, it was his first pole position, and he becomes the driver who race or at least attempt a race uh, before getting pole. Uh, Mark Weber had that before today or yesterday, I should say. Probably the big headline for qualifying, though, Lewis Hamilton did not make it to Q2. How shocked were you when you heard that?
1: Uh, I was quad shocked, but honestly, I wouldn't have been shock- just as shocked as if it was like 2020, or 2021, because the as we know already, it has been it is not as strong as it used to be in past years, but still, it was definitely a, an eye raiser. But I didn't think of it much considering that all that it is is just qualifying.
0: I think for me, the I uh, kind of eye raiser was free practice three, you had no Mercedes powered cars in the top 10. And in qualifying, only George Russell was he made he got tenth. Yeah, I was the only Mercedes-powered uh, car in Q three. That is in itself a surprise. I mean, didn't see that one coming.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone did.
0: Yeah. And the other big talking point from qualifying was Mick Schumacher and his crash in Q2. Mick is fine. Um, he had to miss the race, being the fact that Haas F1 couldn't prepare the car for him today. That was a scary crash.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. I, was able to, I wasn't able to see it live, thankfully. I was asleep during that time, so I'm kind of glad that I didn't see that crash live because once I woke up, I saw the crash and I knew that he was okay. I'm just like, that crash, I'm just glad that um, Mick is okay from that crash. In terms yeah. of
0: safety, as
1: these
0: yeah. Cars. Uh, I was at work, and you know, we. About when that happened, it was about 15 minutes, give or take, before we closed up, and not much going on. I'm just cleaning up, and I mean, there was about a good 10 minutes there where we were kind of wondering, "Is he okay?" Because they didn't show a replay; they weren't really showing the area of the car, and um, let's just say that family's been through a lot. You know, with his dad, and I'm sitting there going, I really hope he's okay because I really felt bad for his mom in that moment, Corrine, because it's like, ah, just please be okay. And luckily, he was. And it was kind of, it was cool to see, you know, the other teams reach out and support. Lewis went to go see Mick. Um, but yeah, that was that was very hard to watch um, when it happened live um we'll move on to the race Checo started from pole and really did a good job of getting the lead maintaining the lead doing everything he needed to do and then he comes to pit and Nicholas the crashes out and just a weird way it was like the back end snapped and he couldn't catch it he goes right into the uh, barrier outside the uh, final corner and that pretty much ruins Checo's race
1: yeah, it, it did. It was very unfortunate. It was like Ferrari put a Red Bull in a bluff, and Red Bull fell for it, and it just played right in the Ferrari's hands.
0: Yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised that Leclerc decided to go one lap more. I didn't think, you know... He was equaling with Perez, but I didn't think him staying out one lap would have made a difference. I mean, Checo did come out behind Lewis, so maybe that's why... Uh, Ferrari said to stay out but yeah pretty much the Nicholas Latifi safety car pretty much saw where Perez wasn't a factor for uh, the race win and he didn't even get onto the podium at the end about midway through the race some about mayhem happened you had Alonso and Ocon they were battling for the first third of this race it kind of got a little close but then for some reason Alonso has a gearbox issue the next thing we see is Ricardo have a gearbox issue and then Valtteri Bottas have a gearbox issue and
1: kind of like, um, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I was definitely thinking the same thing at that time, but the Lonzo and Akon battle, I, I didn't think much of it. That's just racing. That's just Akon's nature of his history and of racing mixed with Alonzo's history of racing. I didn't think nothing of it. I, I'm pretty sure they even got the Alpine team principal on the main broadcast. I don't, I don't know his name, but he said that he was going to let him race. And then for the dry, uh, for Alonzo, I know for a fact, it was his engine that overheated because of the dashboard on his onboard. You could see engine needs to cool. And then the car yeah, just shut off. That's
0: right. Yeah, I, I thought it was a little tense, just the fact that the circuit they were at. I mean, <laughs> if this was Silverstone, by all means, have a go. I'm sitting there going... Um, if y'all get this wrong just by a little bit here, just a little bit, <laughs> this could end bad for both of y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. There, there was a thought in my back of my mind, but I didn't think of anything of it. These are Formula One drivers. That,
0: I mean, I'm not taking anything away from that. It's just I, I think being a team principal and you're seeing your two cars that close, it's like uh, we don't want to throw away a double points finish when, hey, we're still in the early days of the, you know, championship um that brought out a safety car and then that was i believe the final safety car
1: um full safety car
0: yeah we had a vsc late with uh no we didn't have a vsc um it was uh you just double yellow so- yeah yeah that mm. one but we saw a pretty nice kind of battle between uh max verstappen and charles leclerc it kind of reminded me back when brl was back at jetta and i guess a little bit of max and lewis where they did not want to be the guy ahead coming to the line to get you know with the drs zones yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, it was really funny to watch <laughs> i
0: th- I, was, I thought Ocon, I and we'll get back to max and, and uh Charles, I thought Ocon was about to get passed again, like he did last year. <laughs> kept, <and> that I <laughs> got close of Norris, but
1: yeah, it definitely did.
0: It was a nice little cat and mouse game because you could tell that they wanted to be leading, but you they could you could also tell where like actually I don't want to be leading here because I know what's going to happen next. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah, just take your poison.
0: I, I think that you know the double yellow flags. It wasn't on the final lap, but I believe it was two to go. You know Leclerc didn't have DRS and. That kind of sort of perhaps helped Max get the lead, and then with the double yellow flags, um, kind of sort of helped Max. But Charles was still right there in the mix, I mean, he was only a half a second back on the final lap. Um, I thought he was gonna send it,
1: yeah. I thought he did too, especially with the camera. What it looked like, it looked like Charles just dived on the inside, and there's contact, there's gonna be contact.
0: Speaking of cameras, um, what's your thoughts on the new helmet camera? I, I find that very intriguing.
1: Yeah, i do too i would honestly this may be just a thought but uh, do you think that teams are using onboard cameras to get information on other teams
0: oh 100 oh i don't know how often you know i don't think teams have access to look at you know those cameras like and i don't know if all drivers have them if i'm honest but oh for sure if it hits the screen i i I am willing to bet every person on the pit wall is looking at that screen as long as I can to see something. Uh, And I'm sure the team that, you know, like Ferrari with Leclerc, I bet they're like, oh, no, no, don't show our wheel. Don't show our wheel. (laughs) 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 Uh, I mean, because, you know, you don't want, I don't know what's on that wheel precisely, but I'm sure it it could help. Um,
1: Definitely can.
0: We'll give down the running order. Uh, Leclerc, or I'm sorry, Verstappen wins his first race of the, uh, he wins for the year in the second race of the year. I fumbled that up. Uh, Leclerc P2, Charles um, Bath, Carlos Sainz P3, P4 was Sergio Perez, P5 was Russell, uh, P6 was Ocon, P7 was Norris, McLaren gets their first points. We'll get to them when it comes a uh, question later uh p a where was i p9 was magnuson and lewis hamilton finishes 10th and he did not know that 10th place scored a point i find that very funny (laughs) (laughs) uh he, he even said that on the radio um moving to nascar at coda uh unlike last year rain was not a thing it didn't rain at all it was Nice, clear skies, bright sunshine for all three races. Uh, the truck race, I missed the first stage with combination of work and qualifying, but Zane Smith won stage one and stage two. And then it looked like, you know, Bush Bowman, Kyle Bush, that is Alex Bowman. Uh, they both were racing the truck series and then Stuart Friesen, you know, they're going to have their little battle for the win. They all three went three wide and, uh, they all just kind of just crashed out, <laughs> and, yeah. which gave Zane Smith the lead and he won the race. So he clean sweeped it. Um What did you make of the truck race?
1: i be honest. I didn't watch it. Like if I have one qualifying, I was asleep the most of it. By the time I woke up, there that there wasn't like, they were just going through the back stretch from the last lab. So I literally didn't watch any of the race.
0: I, think i watched the second half and yeah uh that that part was pretty interesting to just they all three go off and then all of a sudden well there's there's just saint smith i would just love it what he was thinking like oh really <laughs> um yeah it's the second yeah, race uh, second win this year uh he won the opening race at daytona uh, last month, we can, yeah, it was last month. Uh, March is almost ending for the Xfinity race. Um, I forgot to write that note. So, um, the Xfinity race, I believe it was Amendinger that won stage one. I forgot who won stage two, but Amendinger won the race.
1: Um, it was Sam Mayer. Sam, Sam Mayer.
0: Sam Mayer won stage two. That's his first stage win of his young career in Xfinity for JR Motorsports. Um, it just seemed like Almendinger just had the best car. Uh, Ross was there in the mix and then he got turned by Landon Castle. Perhaps, you know, Ross would use that for later, um, for knowledge. Bubba Wallace was in the race. He was kind of top 15. Then I think he lost the gearbox or something, but, uh, AJ Allmendinger wins. He gets his first win of the year and locks himself into the playoffs Uh, anything you want to talk about from the Xfinity race? I'm kind of annoyed. I thought I had those notes Um, written down, and they just up to disappeared. Nothing
1: really to talk about. It's just just a
0: straightforward race. Yeah. Um, and then the cup race. Blaney started on pole. Uh, stage one and stage two today went caution-free. Uh, Daniel Suarez, he won stage one. He looked like he had a very strong car and just circumstances. He got turned at the beginning of stage two and that pretty much destroyed his race, which was unfortunate um, because he could have been a factor in the race. Don't you think, Zach?
1: Yeah, he definitely would have
0: 100%. Yeah, Denny Hamlin would win stage two. Uh, pretty much needs a lot of points being the fact that he's really low in the standings and didn't he spin at the end of the race? I believe he did.
1: did he's he? Not yeah. Had this,
0: yeah. He hasn't had the start to uh 2022 like he has wanted. Um, yep. so we had the beginning of stage three, uh, Chastain was up there. Briscoe was up there. Reddick was up there. So was Amendinger. Um, if you had to pick at that moment, who did you think was going to come out on top?
1: Um, Considering his reputation of luck, I would have to go with Alex Bowman. Because in situations like those, he's always found a way to get really, really lucky with things. But if he was going to be on a raw pace, I'd pick Chastain. So it would depend on the scenario. But the scenario that we had, I thought it was going to be Bowman. Because like we saw at the end, he literally – Gets lucky with Amendinger and Chastain like rubbing fenders with each other, and then Bowman just slipped through, and then Chastain just sent Amendinger to grab Bowman.
0: Yeah, I thought at the final lap, you know, you had AJ move Ross and a fair play. AJ moved him, he didn't wreck him, he moved him, and that gave Ross the invitation of, okay. I can do that now to you. It, I, I really thought Bowman was just going to sit there. And then, of course, now Bowman gets into it. Bowman even made contact with Ross. Uh, but I did see that like in my mind going, AJ or Ross. Ross is going to send in AJ. They're both going to run wide. And here comes Bowman, just going to just chug along and get the win. <laughs> but that's, yeah. not, that's not really how it transpired. Um, Ross basically sent AJ right into Bowman, and that saw AJ spin out and finish 33rd instead of finishing top three, and my fantasy team weeps. Um, (laughs) I see my lead. Yeah, uh, that last lap was painful for me. I was doing pretty good until that last lap. Uh, Haley was doing good. Briscoe was making a charge. Logano had his toe link issue, Um, but eh, it happens, but Yeah, Ross Chastain does that to win his first career win in the Cup Series. It's his first win since, I believe, Daytona uh, when he won that Xfinity race in 2019.
1: I thought it was 2020, but wow, this shows how unlucky Ross has been lately. But yeah, I, I was expecting Ross to move AJ because Ross is that type of driver to give that gives back what you originally gave Ross
0: yeah he's um he's he's an aggressive one and we even said in the party like I wonder if AJ kind of sort of like regrets showing Ross more of those tricks when they were teammates at a colleague um, <laughs> hmm. yeah,
1: probably
0: yeah uh, so Bowman finishes I believe second and after that I don't know what happened who, what was the rest of the results being the fact that we were just kind of <laughs> crazy of what the heck was going on there. Um, but the really only, well it's a big item uh, for NASCAR news this week. Uh, NASCAR fines RFK racing $100,000 and docks 100 driver and owner points to the sixth car driven by Brad Keselowski. Also docked 10 playoff points for the future and the crew chief of the six car matt mccall has been fined 100k and suspended for four races um did you see i didn't think teams would mess up nascar being the fact that how nascar was pretty stern of hey don't mess up these parts on these cars
1: i mean it's a it's a risk worth taking in my opinion it just if you get caught you get caught
0: Well, I guess it's a risk. I mean, it's an L2 penalty, which means they're not excluded from the playoffs. Um, But, I mean, hey, I guess this is NASCAR's way of saying, hey, here's your clear example of what will happen. Now, RFK is going to appeal it, but um, that pretty much puts Brad in the must-win category. You know, that's a big hole to dig out of.
1: It's just that he doesn't need Dakota type of races to happen at this point. I don't think he's in a must win, considering that what we still have twenty races left. Anything could happen. It's just that it's definitely harder. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, um, he's gonna have to point his way in. You know, can it happen? I don't know. I mean, uh, I I look back at kind of where Eric Amarola was last year, and it's not like Brad Zepensky. You know, RFK. They have speed, but they don't have race-winning speed. So, yeah, it's going to be a challenge, in my opinion. Uh, He might have to do what Amarola did last year at New Hampshire to get himself into the playoffs. Um, For IndyCar, there's literally not been much any news. Uh, They don't race until April 10th at Long Beach, so they have a break. Um, Well, I'll ask you, though, because you're a NASCAR fan. What did you think of Jimmy Johnson at Texas last weekend?
1: Um, I, it was it was very nice to see. It, it made my heart warm up a little bit. Seeing that he still has something in the tank.
0: Yeah. Um. He almost got fifth. It was. It wouldn't been cool if he got a top five. But hey, six is pretty cool. And it was on merit. You know, he was making moves on the outside, and he looked very comfortable. He looked very, just confident, and. That's kind of the first we've seen Jimmy in an Indy car. So gets me – I'm kind of pumped for maybe what he can do for the Indy 500 uh, in two months' time. Uh, Moving on to a couple of questions for you. Um, We've gone from the start of the NASCAR season to now we're getting to now the grind of the season. Who's your biggest surprise and who's your biggest disappointment so far this year?
1: Um. My biggest surprise has been Tyler Reddick, no doubt. Even at Daytona, he had great speed. He's had great speed every single week. And my biggest disappointment, I don't think there's been any disappointment. You could say Kyle Larson, but all of his DNS have been through terrible luck. But I don't really have any disappointments unless you can think of one because I can't.
0: I would say for me, my surprise, and it's not because he won today, but track house you know Suarez has been you know he's been competitive but Ross Chastain he could have won at Vegas he won today um I forgot where they raced at last week um
1: Atlanta. Phoenix
0: Atlanta okay Ross was up there Phoenix Ross was up there you know they have speed and I felt like Trackhouse was going to be a good team I did not see them being a race winning competitive team basically coming out of the gates disappointment Outside of Las Vegas, where if the caution doesn't come out, you're going to have Truex or Kyle Busch win that race. Outside of that, Gibbs has been struggling. Um, in fact, Kurt Busch is beating all four of them, in my opinion, even his teammate Bubba Wallace. So I would say my biggest surprise or disappointment would be Toyota and kind of where they're at right now, because I felt like they're just – I felt like they'll be more competitive. And right now, part of it is bad luck. Denny's getting a lot of bad luck, but that's kind of my surprise and disappointment. Um,
1: oh, yeah. I forgot about Joe Gibbs.
0: Yeah, they've not had to start to the uh, season like they've wanted. Bell's had issues. Um, yeah, it's still, you know, they can probably hopefully come back. Uh, kind of using the same previous question for this one for uh, Formula One. Two races in, biggest surprise and biggest disappointment so far.
1: Um, F1, two races in. Two races in. We saw this through NASCAR. Anything could happen. Any team could get better or worse through the weekend. My biggest surprise, I wouldn't say Ferrari. I wouldn't say Haas. But my biggest surprise would have to be Alfa Romeo because they didn't have that much funding even going into this year. They didn't have any sponsors. That's why they picked up Zogan on you, I, I apologize for butchering that name, I can't say it, but that's why they picked them up for sponsorship and money, and they have two competitive cars fighting for the midfield, like for 6th, 7th, and 8th, but my dig- biggest disappointment has been Mercedes, honestly, and just the Mercedes engine as a whole.
0: Yeah, my biggest surprise, um, I have to give it to Haas F1. Um, we expected them to be more competitive this year, being the fact that they pretty much did not do anything last year intentionally. But I, I guess my biggest surprise is Kevin Magnuson coming into that car and being as competitive as he is, being the fact that, you know, he didn't expect it in the phone call until what, three weeks ago. So that's been a nice surprise. Um, I know Alonzo retired today, but it looked like both Alpines were going to get into the points. They've been a bit of surprise considering, they look like they had issues in preseason testing. My biggest disappointment, yeah, Mercedes as a whole, the that it's surprising to see them. I know George Russell got P five, but I mean they're they're struggling, not only with them as a team as a, with their car, but their engines. And two is McLaren. You know, they look so good in Spain. And we thought, okay, they could contend for, you know, to with maybe ferrari with maybe red bull maybe mercedes and they've not had one car getting q3 last last week at bahrain they had no cars getting even getting to q2 that's been a big disappointment to me or a big shock disappointment for me did not see that coming um anything you want to touch on that
1: oh uh, considering mercedes something that i'm surprised the one's talked about is that red bull took majority of the Merc Mechanics. Do you think that could be a big element?
0: That is a very... I did not think of that. Yeah. That could be a thing. You know, Red Bull's building their own engines uh, with Verstappen. They're still having support from Honda, but it's Red Bull basically, you know, a Red Bull engine. Um, that could be a factor as well. Yeah, that's actually... Yeah, that's a very good point, Zach. Um. Last week we saw NASCAR make headlines of having a modified Next Gen car race at Le Mans next year. If you had to pick 3 drivers to race a car owned by you at Le Mans, who would they be and why? You can use anyone that's in it's racing.
1: Anyone. Juan well, Pablo Montoya would be one. Um Does it depend on the car?
0: Nah, no, no. I mean, it's Pick three drivers you would like to put in your car.
1: Okay, Juan Pablo Montoya, that'd be one. Scott Dixon, and honestly, I'll pick a Larson.
0: It does sound like there's going to be um, a NASCAR Cup guy in that car. We saw a um, a tweet this week that suggests Larson, Chase Elliott, combined with also Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson. So hmm. that'd be interesting. Um, you stole one of mine. I would have picked Montoya. I would pick Sebastian Bourdais. And if I had to do a cup guy, I, it would be a toss up between Larson or Elliott. Um But yeah, I would pick Bourdais being the fact that he's very experienced at Lamar. He is from basically Lamar. Um, and he's been close to winning that race. He came close, I believe in 2012, 2011, or I can't remember the year with Peugeot. Um, those would be my three. Final question. You get to pick any car at, at any track of your choosing, and you get to have a go and log laps. Which car and which track would you pick?
1: Um, W11 at Bristol in the dark. Very weird, I know, but still.
0: Uh, that makes me want to take the W 11 to um, Eldora now on iRacing because I have Eldora. <laughs> I think <laughs> Bailey did that, by the way. <laughs> Remember that like months, like months ago, he took he took that yeah. on Eldora, and I was like, okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> um.
1: Interesting. Hmm.
0: That is interesting. Um. I got, if I had to pick, I would love, I mean, that got, that just kind of threw me off with you saying that I'm going to say that I want to take the W11 Adora. I'm going to do that tonight. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'm intrigued. Um, I'm going to have to get my, uh, VR headset to work, actually make sure it's charged to do it. Um, closing topic. It's the craziness. That is the NFL offseason. It has been the most craziest I have ever seen. Let's just go with the list and I might even forget what has happened this off season. We have Tom Brady retiring. Wait, no, he's not retiring. Russell Wilson traded from the Broncos for a traded to the Broncos. I'm sorry for a bunch of picks. Uh, Thank you. I don't have to see Russell Wilson anymore as a Rams fan. Uh, Devontae Adams traded to the Raiders after given the franchise tag by the Packers. Deshaun Watson traded from the Texans to the Browns, then given a new contract, which has $230 million guaranteed, which is a record. Um, Matt Ryan traded to the Colts to replace Carson Wentz. Atlanta, we eat the most contract, most money, dead money, in a contract after trading Matt Ryan. Uh, Side note, Carson Wentz was traded to Washington for, I believe, a third. Do you remember, remember that, Zach, or not?
1: It
0: was a third or a fourth. It was on the two. Yeah, let's just say Indy gave, I think, Philly a second round draft pick to get Wentz, And that just yeah, shows how. It
1: was like two first, one second.
0: Let's just say Indy, they lost that trade. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers signs a new contract. It was a four year with $150 million guaranteed. And this week, Tariq Hill traded to the Dolphins for a bunch of picks. Um, what do you make of all of this? Like, I mean, are you surprised we've seen all this action?
1: F them picks. That's all I have to say.
0: I, I mean, I guess everyone's taking the less need approach. I mean. When it comes to Russell Wilson, when it came to Deshaun Watson, I mean, I guess the, the asking price is going to be two first-round draft picks because of what the Rams had to give up for Matthew Stafford, uh, which turned out to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think, you know, it, I mean, where do you think Baker Mayfield is going to end up?
1: Honestly, I, I don't know. Because I don't, Baker, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think he's going to be stuck as a backup.
0: I don't think there's a team that wants to trade for Baker Mayfield unless what they have to give up is very, very small. Um, Because, yeah, he want to go to Indy. Indianapolis said, that's cute, but we'll actually take Matt Ryan. Uh, Seattle, kind of linked, but not really. Carolina was interested that they said that they're out. Um, One thing I forgot as well, Amari Cooper was traded to – cleveland for essentially a fifth round draft pick people here in dfw (laughs) that did not go over well i mean we could talk about the cowboys if you want how you know everyone's making moves on the offseason and dallas just sitting there like oh that's cool we're just not gonna do anything
1: oh (laughs) yeah i'm a patriots fan we're doing the same thing don't worry
0: well i mean what have y'all done so far this offseason
1: Signed Malcolm Butler, Terrence Mitchell, Ty, and signed Ty and Montgomery and trade for Mac Wilson. That's hmm. literally it. Because
0: y'all were kind of linked to Allen Robinson, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we, the Rams signed him. Um,
1: yeah. I we're interested t- in Odell. Not going to happen, by the way. I'm a Patriots fan. I know how this works.
0: As a Rams fan, um, it's going to be sad to see Robert Woods go. Um, I know we got oh. a fifth round yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I really hope uh, he does really well in Tennessee oh here's another one Tennessee cut Julio Jones
1: oh yeah <laughs> I mean it's yeah. just
0: it's, I have summed up this offseason it's the Billy Mays but wait there's more <laughs> I mean every day and you
1: have Calvin and then you have Calvin early suspended and Alfred Camara arrested <laughs>
0: I even forgot about those two.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh yeah, I forgot about. I mean,
0: Calvin Ridley. Like, here's a here's a pro tip: if you're gonna place a bet, don't use it from an account linked to you. <laughs> I, I, are you are, are you stupid? <laughs> oh yeah, he's sus- he's suspended for a year. Um, we just touched on the Cowboys. Uh, Jerry Jones has had a pretty interesting offseason. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, mean,
0: I mean, he's not speak spoken. I think he actually spoke today for the first time since that came out. But that came out, we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, he has a kid out there.
1: And then you have Brian Floor's lawsuit, and man.
0: that He's
1: going wild.
0: Brian Flores, and and no disrespect to Brian Flores because I know what he's trying to do. He could not have picked the worst offseason to do this because I even forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, this was what, this week or last week, we have Urban Meyer not knowing who 99 was on the Rams. That was the most (laughs) hilarious article I have read in quite some time of how bad Urban Meyer was as a head coach in Jacksonville. Not only as a head coach, but also with, like, his players, his scouts. I don't know about you. I don't think we're going to see – we might see Urban Meyer get a coaching gig in college in a handful of years' time, but I see him completely done for a while.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I mean um, – But, I mean, we could talk about these traits. I mean, uh, this morning there's a rumor that Tom Brady's trying to go to the Dolphins. Wait, what? Yeah. What started as like a little thing or a little story has now kind of dropped where no, I, I, there is kind of a story of perhaps Tom Brady looking to go to Miami, who just traded for Tariq uh, Hill. And they had um, who they signed, they signed Cedric Wilson. He's not a bad receiver, they got him from Dallas. Uh, oh, here's another one. Cleo Mack went to uh, the Chargers, the Bears traded him. Oh, my God. And J.C. Jackson signed the too. Man. Yeah. This makes me wonder what we're going to see come this next year because there's been a lot of teams. Uh, Denver traded a lot of their future to get Russell Wilson. You saw Cleveland trade up a lot of their future to get Deshaun Watson, and that's a tricky thing as it is in its own right. Same thing with um, Dolphins. They traded a lot of their future to get Tariq Hill, who then they turned around and gave him a new contract. I mean, we'll see how that shakes out in the next coming years in the draft. You know?
1: Definitely, 100%. Yeah.
0: I'll
1: tell you, one guy, you know,
0: Jimmy Garoppolo, he's still with San Francisco. There was a big thing that he could get traded, and his, there's been that much traction on that one. Um. anything else you want to cover on the NFL offseason
1: um, nothing until nothing yeah unless something break, something breaking news just breaks out right now
0: uh, I wouldn't be
1: surprised
0: it's Sunday so give it a couple of days <laughs> the way this offseason's turned out to be <laughs> I'll mean, uh,
1: give it tomorrow
0: I mean well Randy Gregory did you hear about his thing Oh, yeah. Like, he
1: literally
0: he literally signed the contract with Dallas where pretty much all was done. They even said it on the radio. Uh, I forgot who was the guy on the ticket. Oh, yeah, like, they were talking about oh, Randy Gregory. He's coming back, blah, blah, blah. 20 minutes later, Denver Broncos have signed Randy Gregory. And I was like, wait, what did I miss here? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, it's been crazy. Um, well, before we go... Um, anything you want to touch on
1: no I do not have anything else to say
0: okay Um, well that will conclude our uh, recording tonight Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulties by the way so I appreciate you guys tuning in like I said More news from Breakout Racing League when it comes to the NASCAR division will be made this week. Also, their F1 Season 8 startup that will be talked about as well. So go see uh, the Breakout Racing League on Twitter. They're also on Instagram. And you can find the link to this podcast on our Twitter handle and our Instagram handle. And if you're interested in joining our Discord, it is there as well. I'm Philip Schmitz, or also known as Boyd8. And I want to appreciate Zach for joining me on this. You guys have a good work week and take care. Goodbye. <music>